Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, September 13th. Hope you're doing well. Sorry for a late podcast today. Uh, As I said yesterday, we are on the West Coast, and so uh, time's a little bit different here. And we just finished uh, about an hour or two ago the Practicing the Way conference that uh, uh, wrapped up, had people from uh, literally all over the world, people from uh, Germany and people from... uh, Canada, I guess that's kind of all over the world. People from uh, the Puerto Rico, uh, people from Switzerland, lots of different places uh, coming together to wrestle through this idea of what it means for us to really take apprenticeship to Jesus seriously. So the timing is good as we come out of this um, uh, past weekend's kind of vision reset and coming back in around the idea of apprenticeship to Jesus and what it means for us to intentionally step into that. So yesterday we talked about that idea of intentionality and how important it is to intentionally push against the fact that there's intentional formation happening in the world around us. It's not a spiritual formation into the way of Jesus, but it's certainly spiritual formation being formed by things like social media companies and uh, technology, as well as just the normal state of life, busyness and uh, workplace ethics and that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of stuff that is uh, forming us. And so intentionally choosing to be formed instead in the way of Jesus is uh, a, a Uh, an important step for us to take as followers of Jesus. That's uh, very different than simply being a Christian. Today, I want to come back into this idea that we have talked about over and over and over again. Uh, You could probably go back to a dozen or more podcasts that would have similar kind of concepts in them of the, uh, the intentionality and action of a disciple. So uh, the three actions that we've talked about, uh, again, not original to us, coming out of Practicing the Way and Bridgetown Church, where uh, we are right now as we're um, wrapping up this conference, the three actions of a disciple, being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing the things that Jesus would do if he were you. Um, and uh, I, I'll unpack each of those briefly, but it's important to say uh, that that really was the call, as we talked about on Sunday, that was the call to uh, follow after a rabbi. That was what you did. Um, if if a rabbi said, follow me, the first thing that you did was just spend time with him. So when we talk about being with Jesus, we're talking about just being in the presence of Jesus, being conscious of the presence of Jesus. And so um, there are lots and lots of different ways to do that. Different people have done it in different ways. Um, the uh, missionary to the Philippines, Frank Laubach, uh, wrote some uh, fascinating stuff around what he called the game with minutes of trying to put as many minutes as possible together of being in the presence of Jesus, of thinking of Jesus. Uh, that's uh, a really uh, fascinating way to look at it. Historically, Brother Lawrence wrote Practicing the Presence of Jesus, and his uh, entire concept of practicing the presence of Jesus was just uh, being aware of Jesus' presence. Uh, for us in our modern era, that can be things like setting uh, an alarm on your watch that reminds you to come back into the presence of Jesus. I have alarms that go off through the day that just remind me, come come back. Don't just uh, keep going wherever your mind is, but come back into the presence of Jesus. That can be 
things like that. It can be uh, intentionality uh, in uh, rhythms of the day. Uh, if you go back to our prayer rhythms from years ago corporately, uh, one of the ones that we did was what we called the daily office, where we were regularly throughout the day coming back into the presence of Jesus, praying in certain ways. But the goal was specifically being in his presence. Uh, different people are wired different ways, so there can be uh, reminders that people have, different things, um, jewelry that they wear, or uh, things that they carry, or all, all kinds of different things that bring us back into the presence of Jesus. The point is that we would, with intentionality, be in his presence. And as we spend time in the presence of Jesus, we become like him. And that process of becoming like Jesus uh, requires change. We'll talk a little bit about more about that tomorrow, but the change process is this uh, spiritual work that happens as we spend time in the presence of Jesus. We have, um, we have work to get there. There's intentionality uh, to putting us in the place where we would be changed by Jesus. But um, he's the one who's doing the work. Um, I always liken it to a waterfall. If there's a waterfall in a specific area of the mountains and you want to get wet, you have to go to where the waterfall is. It's not. Uh, it, it's just not reasonable to think that the waterfall is somehow going to like come to you. It doesn't work that way. However, by going to the waterfall, it's not like you're um, you're generating the water or doing the work to get wet. Transformations like that. God's the one who's doing the work through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is changing us. But we do have to intentionally place ourselves in a position that we can be changed, that we can receive from him. And so that process of being with, uh, becoming like Jesus is like that. We intentionally put ourselves there, and that's uh, part of the change process. What we find is that becoming like Jesus is something that happens to us slowly over a long period of time, but the consistency of our disciplines, um, our, our time in the word, our connection with community, those are all ways that we intentionally put ourselves in a position to be able to uh, receive from him and to grow uh, into the likeness of Jesus. And then finally, doing the things that Jesus did. And uh, we, we haven't highlighted this maybe as much as uh, the other two uh, throughout the years, but doing the things that Jesus would do if he were you is really the core of this process of change because uh, the, some of the things that Jesus would do if he were you are practicing the disciplines so that we can be changed for the sake of others. Robert Mulholland, in his book, Invitation to a Journey, defines spiritual formation as the process of becoming like Jesus, increasingly, increasingly becoming like Jesus for the sake of others. And that's really important because spiritual formation can often be an inward process where um, we're trying to kind of perfect ourselves and get holier and holier, better and better, more and more like Jesus. But the reason for it is not so that we would be more like Jesus. We will be, um, Paul says, like him. One day we will be like him as we see him face to face. So if the goal is just to be like Jesus, um, he would just zap us up to heaven. We would be like him. But when we change to be like him for the sake of others, what's happening then is we can enter into the work that he's invited us to do by proclaiming the gospel to the people around us, by uh, loving people in Jesus' name, by inviting people into our homes, by um, eating and drinking with people who are far from God, by um, being a non-anxious presence in the midst of an anxious world, by uh, by 
standing up for, uh, for justice and righteousness in a world that is very unjust and unrighteous. Uh, all of those things are part of the way that we start to do the things that Jesus would do. And that can be, that can feel really overwhelming. And that's why, although the shorthand that we use is do what Jesus would do, um, the longer way to say that is um, that we be, we spend time with Jesus, we become like Jesus, and we do the things that Jesus would do if he were me, if he were in my body, my gender, has my uh, gifts and experiences, has my opportunities, has my relationships. What would Jesus do in those instances? So it's not everything. Jesus might do all kinds of stuff in the world around us. But what would he do if he were me? What would he do if he was wired like I'm wired? Uh, what would he do if he was gifted like I'm gifted? Those are the, the core questions that we would be asking as we think about uh, what it means to do the things that Jesus would do. We want to step into the, the things that he's gifted us to do, that he's called us to do. And so uh, that, that invitation to do the things that Jesus would do, uh, that's a, a, a beautiful invitation into stepping into the gifting that he's put into us, the passions that he's put into us, and taking advantage with boldness and courage of the opportunities that he's given to us, that we would recognize that he's put us in our neighborhoods on purpose, that he's put us in our workplaces on purpose, that uh, he has put the people around us with um, the situations that they have. Those are all on purpose. And our experiences are on purpose. We've been through both the good things and the suffering that we've been through on purpose. Jesus is uh, redeeming all of those things. And uh, part of the way that he's writing our story is through the, the hard stuff, the stuff that we are frustrated by or regret or wish wasn't true of our journey. Um, we, we get to be the people who start to change that because what would Jesus do if he were us? Well, he would step into uh, this ongoing work of transformation. And so uh, with those kinds of thoughts, I want to uh, remind you of the actions of an apprentice. Those are uh, the core things. We say them over and over again, but it really doesn't ever need to be more complicated than that. That's the, that's the long obedience in the same direction to use, uh, well, to use Eugene Peterson's words, who was quoting Frederick Nietzsche at the time, but uh, to, to use Peterson's word, we're called into a long obedience in the same direction, doing those things, being with Jesus, becoming like him, and doing what he would do if he were me over and over and over again. And that leads us into such a great adventure. We'll never be bored doing those three things. Tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit about the change process. What happens when uh, we are called to become like Jesus and need to be different? And how does it happen for the sake of the world? What's that process look like? So we'll tackle those things tomorrow. Until then, may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you experience his spirit uh, on you and in you, transforming you from the inside out and flowing from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, looking forward to being back with you one more time again tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.